Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Have you ever wondered why it is that when faced with difficult challenges in life, some people meet and overcome these challenges with joys while others fall into despair? Does it simply come down to the luck of the draw that popularly held belief that some are born with higher levels of serotonin and smile their way through life, while others must seek help with their mental well-being on the couch and through the use of antidepressants. While none can deny the benefits of modern medicine, are there additional options? Can we make conscious decisions that lead us away from despair and towards joy? Before we delve into the question, we need a couple of definitions. Webster's Dictionary defines joy as the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune. Useful definition? Yes, but as they say, a picture can be worth a thousand words. Joy is the look on parents' faces as they watch a child peacefully at sleep. Well-being. Joy is the look on the Olympian athlete standing on the stage, tears streaming down the face, the gold medal, success. And joy is the look of an old couple as they sit on the porch taking in a sunset. Good fortune. And yet, these moments of joy can seem fleeting, somehow elusive, and dare I say it, sometimes even consciously deferred. If we consider joy and despair to be opposite ends of a continuum, most of us find ourselves in the middle. We go through our days responsibly checking off our lists of things that need to be done so that we can get through to the next day to wake up and do it all over again. Our lives are punctuated by times of joy and despair, often associated with major life events. Births and deaths, weddings and divorces, promotions and layoffs. But on either end of the joy continuum, there are some who just seem to be blessed with a constant awareness and attention to the joy in their lives. And yes, sadly, on the other end of the continuum, there are some who run blindly through the dark alley of their lives, just one step ahead of whatever fears or demons they imagine chasing them, never allowing themselves to know joy and always waiting for the other shoe to drop. So, if joy is the emotion evoked by well-being, success, and good fortune, how then do we define despair? And once defined, how do we move towards joy and away from despair? In the days before Prozac, Soren Kierkegaard, the 19th century Danish philosopher, addressed this question in his work, Sickness Unto Death. Kierkegaard starts by defining, rather ironically, the human being, and I quote, a human being is a spirit, but what is spirit? 
Spirit is the self. But what is the self? The self is a relation that relates itself to itself. Now, hold that thought. It's heady stuff to be sure, but let's put it another way. A human is a spiritual being which actively contemplates itself and its relation to others. Kierkegaard goes on. A human being is a synthesis of the infinite and the finite, of the temporal and of the eternal, of freedom and necessity. For Kierkegaard, despair occurs when there is an imbalance in this synthesis. For example, too much of the freedom, and you have the happy-go-lucky who can never seem to get anything done. Too much of the necessity, and you end up with the bean counter who sees nothing but beans in need of counting. Joy does not reside in the extremes, but rather in the balance in between. Now, if we accept Kierkegaard's argument, then through active contemplation of ourselves and our relationship to ourselves and to others, we should be able to make conscious decisions, take certain actions, or adopt certain spiritual practices that can lead us away from despair and towards joy. Be self-aware. Contemplate. Decide, take action, choose the middle road. We can chart a course between the extremes of freedom and necessity and move towards joy. But how so? Recently, National Public Radio aired a piece on an article published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science. In the article, Dr. Michael Posner reported the results of his study on the positive effects of mindful meditation. The study revealed that when practiced for as little as 11 hours, mindfulness meditation increased the ability of the participants to attend and to exercise self-control, improved their general mood, and helped them better react to stress. These behavioral changes were documented in the brain scans of the participants, which showed structural changes to the frontal cortex of the brain. In addition, there were decreased levels of cortisol present in the participant, the hormone associated with stress. The study even showed that the participants carried around this improved mental state even after they stopped meditating. Joy the emotion evoked by a state of well-being, meditation, a spiritual practice that induces a state of well-being. We can choose meditation as a path towards joy. You may also have heard of Team Hoyt. Rick Hoyt was diagnosed with cerebral palsy at birth after his umbilical cord became twisted around his neck. Rick would be paralyzed for the rest of his life. His doctors recommended that he be institutionalized and would never be more than a vegetable. Rick's parents resisted the advice of his doctors and cared for and tried to educate Rick themselves at home. Then, at the age of 11, Rick was fitted with a computer that enabled him for the first time in his life to communicate, and it then became clear that Rick was highly intelligent. His father, Dick, 
never gave up on his son. When Rick was 11 years old, Dick took up running and pushed his son in a wheelchair in a five-mile race. Rick was thrilled when he was racing along, being pushed in a wheelchair by his father. Rick didn't feel handicapped at all. Thus was formed Team Hoyt. Together, they have raced in countless marathon and Ironman competitions. Rick eventually went on to school and graduated from university. Anyone who has seen Team Hoyt come across the finish line knows the face of joy. Joy, the emotion evoked by success. The Hoyts, in the face of the most daunting of challenges, decided. They chose to act. Let us confront our challenges head on. We too can strive towards success as a path to joy. And yes, on a smaller level, through our own less dramatic actions, we too can find joy. Take, for example, Cammie Walker, who at the age of 31, two months after her marriage, was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. In her book, 29 Gifts, How a Month of Giving Can Change Your Life, Walker describes her own personal descent into hell, isolation, constant pain, addiction, and finally, remission. As a way to stop focusing on herself in her constant excruciating pain, Walker took the advice of a South African healer, give something away each day for 29 days. In her book and on her website, Walker describes in detail how the spiritual practice of being mindful of giving taught her how to be aware of others, how to be open, and finally, how to learn to receive gifts from others. Walker attributes her remission and improved state of mind to the spiritual practice of giving. Joy, the emotion evoked by good fortune in both giving and receiving. We too can choose the spiritual practice of giving as a path towards joy. Personally, I can attest to the ability of reawakening to joy. I do take the time, from time to time, to sit down with myself and ask, on the continuum of freedom and necessity, where am I? Often, I find myself veering way off course towards one of the extremes, and I make the necessary course corrections. When I do meditate, which is to say once in a blue moon, I find clarity and centeredness, joy, the emotion evoked by a sense of well-being. In the face of economic adversity, I chose to decide and to take action. In selling my car and the garage parking spot that went with it, I found not deprivation, but the relief of cutting my expenses. In renting out the two spare bedrooms in my house, I found not an invasion of privacy, but two new friends. In learning to receive gifts from others after giving for years, I deepened my friendships. Joy, the emotion evoked by a job well done, success. Now, in helping transition my father into a nursing home, I am finding a way to give back to my parents and family. I'm lucky to have the skill set of an attorney in dealing with the insurance companies and the red tape that characterize our healthcare system. Joy, the emotion evoked by good fortune. My friends, 
For the next several minutes, I invite you to be present. Breathe fully and gently. Allow your mind to slow down. And then turn your attention to the possibility of awakening to joy. While you contemplate how you can choose joy in your life, I shall try and play a short piece by Debussy on the piano. <laughs> 